Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. This is episode 676 for November 15th, 2021. On the show this week, it's just me and Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Yep. No, you know, I'm still sick. Also, the release of this podcast is exactly, to the day, 20 years since the original Xbox came out. I knew, like, one person that had one. How old were you when that thing came out? Uh, what, 20 years? I would have been nine, I guess. No, I would have been more about, yeah, I would have been nine, I guess. Nine-year-old Anthony when the Xbox, and here I am, my memories of the original Xbox was I was working at EB Games, and I remember getting the kiosk for the Xbox, and, and you know, we grew up Nintendo, and you know PlayStation was relatively new. And here's this big green fucking thing. And we plugged it in and booted up Halo in the store, you know, because we set it up like off hours, and booted up Halo. And we're just like, holy shit! <laughs> I think the first time I saw an Xbox would have I would have been well. 13? Oh wow, so you didn't see it like at launch Like it it, it was almost dead no, by the was, time you saw it It was years before I saw someone that Like knew someone that owned an Xbox Yeah, like Even back then I was kind of in the mix of everything So I remember, you know, working at EB Games And we got The GameCubes and the Xboxes And like they were all stored in the back room And I'm just like God, this Xbox is so fucking big <laughs> And it's crazy. I remember looking at the controller. Like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, this is such a weird controller. Like, even years down the line, it was still not a normal controller. Because, like, I used GameCube. I've had a GameCube at that point. Um, and it just was like, I don't... I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, what are these white and black buttons, which are still the dumbest? The yeah, and dumbest it has thing. two fat memory... Remember memory cards? Memory card slots in the controller? Yep. Yeah, that's a very Dreamcast design. I mean, yeah. like that controller clearly was the step the step forward from a Dreamcast controller. Yeah, I think the only thing about that controller that I was like, "Wow, this is incredible," were the um, the triggers, like the yeah, fact that we I mean, hadn't had triggers that kind of like had ugh, levels and like. Go, go back to the PS2 controller. Oh God, go, it's awful! Ugh. It's awful. I, uh, I still can't stand the thumbsticks on uh, the DualShock because, like, the rounded 
the bumps. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like those. Yeah, yeah like having yeah. actual tri- like the Dreamcast had them, but they felt cheap. But on the Xbox controller, they felt real nice. Yeah, like the Dreamcast controller. As much as I love the Sega Saturn, I love that stupid 3D controller. It they're literally the same triggers. Yeah. And like those triggers, like they're not really they're not really triggers. They're just buttons that feel different. Yeah, and it's just outside of that though. That controller was terrible. Can you like the reason that I bought an Xbox at launch was because Dead or Alive went exclusive to Xbox. And I was a huge fan of that series back in the day. I'd imported the Dreamcast version. Like, I played the shit out of it on PS2. Um, and they're like, well, the third one's only on Xbox. I'm like, well, I guess I gotta get an Xbox. And playing Dead or Alive with that fucking Duke controller, oh, it was rough. But yeah, 20 years later, here we sit. And, uh,. Probably either a little bit after you listen to this, or you know, you'll be listening to this after they're having their little stream, which we'll talk about later in the show, of what we think is going to happen. Maybe I don't know. Lots of shit's been floating around on the internet. Okay, so here's here's the sad part of how I know that it was three years later, because <clears throat> I was still in grade school when I saw someone. The neighbors behind us invited us as a family over, and that's the first time I saw an Xbox. Um. And this would have been before the 360 launch, right? Because well, yeah, like you, been. the Xbox so, was probably the shortest lifespan. It was only five years. But think about what I've seen up until this point. Like I, I would I've had the GameCube. No, yeah, the GameCube, GameCube came out yet. the week. I've before. played a GameCube, but I hadn't. I hadn't owned one. I had a PS2, um, and like at this point, tube televisions were still mostly the thing. Yeah. Right? You'd have projection televisions were kind of the other main one. So I we went over to the neighbor's house. Here's this thing that looks and let's be honest, it's true, looks a thousand times better than the PS two. Like it looked like the future. Yeah. Um I know I remember the, the, the other the kids of the family were playing they had some Shrek game, and they also were playing the Clone Wars game that came with, like, the Xbox at one point. Oh, yeah, the dual pack. Yeah. Yeah. So, here's this extremely crisp image. And, like, I'm still playing a PS2 on a, on a projection television, and I'm playing PS2 on this maybe 19-inch? Maybe. No, not even. Not even at that point. Uh, tube television. You know? Um... It's like it, it. It it in time in the time frame like it. This this console to me doesn't feel like it's twenty years old because I didn't know anyone that had one. They had GameCubes and they had PS2s, but I can tell because um, this would have been it would have been the year after this I moved. So uh, I switched schools. And still no one I knew had one when I switched schools. Yeah. Like that's how rare they were, kind of. Um, and, like, not to bring up September 11th, but I know where I was then. So I, I don't have to, like, think about it too hard. I was still in, uh, like, my hometown. And then we moved two hours away. Um, so it's... It's just weird to think that this is 20 years old because 
even then, like, really, yeah, Xbox was important, but, like, when the 360 launched, that was, that was the future. That was kind of when Xbox became Xbox. Yeah, 100%. Like, the first Xbox was, was very much me and my, you know, friends that had everything had an Xbox, and we played, you know, Xbox Live, Halo 2, and Ghost Recon, Unreal Tournament, stuff like that. But outside of that, like, you working in a video game store when people would come in, nobody wanted to buy that thing. Was it more expensive than a PS2? By the time it came out, I think the PS2 was a little cheaper. Yeah, because I I remember... Everybody knew the PS2 played DVDs. Yeah, and that was the thing about Xbox. Like, people were like, well, does the Xbox play DVDs? I'm like, well, it does, but you have to spend, you know, $30. (laughs) Because you had to buy that dongle remote. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, 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 Which took up one of the controller ports on the front, so you had to plug it into, like, controller port 4 before you could actually play DVDs, which was such a weird thing. And And I know why they did it. They did it to get around like the licensing in the box so they didn't have to pay the licensing fee for the DVDs out of box so the the remote covered the licensing fee so I get it but it's still like you're trying to sell that to somebody and they're like so it doesn't yeah. just play DVDs like a PS2 and you're like well no it doesn't yeah that that would hurt it yeah it, it did um, and, and not having Grand Theft Auto was probably the thing that killed it mostly uh, you know what we're gonna. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a segue, and I'm gonna call it out. Uh, <laughs> the best version of those original Grand Theft Auto games, outside of the P, your PC originals, is the Xbox version when it eventually came out. Yeah, the double, the silver double pack. The, I remember that yeah. thing coming out. Well, it was not a double pack eventually. Eventually, but when trilogy. it launched, it was a double pack. Right. Yes. Because they went in and actually did modeling work on like hands and. Mm-hmm. They they up like they did an actual remaster. Now, Ken, tell me about the the new remasters. <laughs> the new remasters, which are they're kind of like they're kind of like you get shit in one hand and you get gold in the other, and you kind of got to deal with them. So, I'll, I'll talk the positive first. So, obviously, it's it's nice to have like a full sixteen by nine image, like it's. You know the the upscale, like it, the world is clean. It looks good. Um, controlling a Grand Theft Auto game that doesn't feel like a dumpster fire is awesome. Like being able to move the camera and move your character, like the controls for the cars feels good. And then you kind of unsurface the problems of this port. For example, the fact that they're so fucking dark, and the contrast slider is broken. I don't know if you've seen this. No, so the, I've seen the rain. So there's a contrast and a brightness slider. And if you boot up these games, uh, I'm playing on Series X just for reference. Um, you boot them up, they go into the Dolby Vision mode, and it is like so dark that you can't see anything. So I'm like sliding the brightness and the contrast all the way to the right, and it's doing nothing. In fact, it made it darker. So what has happened is the brightness slider literally does nothing. Like, sliding it left and right does nothing. The contrast slider is broken. It's backwards. So you have to slide it all the way to the left. That's... (laughs) Yeah. Like, it took me forever to figure out that you need to slide it to the left. You know, this is not starting with the positives, Ken. 
I, I gave you the positives, the fact that it controls good, and it's... Alright, well... So That's all I got! Here's where I, <laughs> where I knew it went bad. Somebody posted on Reddit just a single thing, and I know it sounds petty, but this is... This is my logic. It was the Guitar Center sign. Whatever they call it. Because it's, it's not actually Guitar Center. Um, and it says Guitar Wank Booths Available. Or something like that. And it's making a joke at the guys that go into music stores and just play guitar over the amps there like an asshole, like we all want to hear them play. It's a funny joke. It's exactly what I'd expect from Grand Theft Auto. Now, in the new version, it, gets, it says Guitar Hank. Is a, it, it, the joke is gone. It doesn't even make sense. Like, no one could look at that and go, yeah, that makes sense. Like, do you, you know might why? say, well, it's a single... Sorry? Do you know why it says that? I have a, I have a suspicion. I can explain to you why oh, there I are so many misspellings. Yeah. So, I don't know how anybody looks at that and goes, that makes sense, let's ship that. Let's put that in. And you might say, but that's just a texture. And my argument is, I could make a texture for a video game. <laughs> that's, that's an easy thing to do. It's a it's essentially just a 2D image, right? Because yep. it's not like this is going wrapped around like a, a something. This is Flat. Grand Theft Auto 3 for uh 3 uh San Andreas and Vice City. They're very basic geometry. Now, on the best side of things, someone didn't understand the joke, saw it wrong and made the texture by hand and it got overlooked. That's the best side of things. <laughs> the worst side of things and what I really think happened is they just used an AI to fucking upscale everything, and that's exactly how they made this game. They did it for the least amount of man effort. Yep, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, so the, like, the way that everything scales, like there's a bus that's, um, that's labeled like Top Fun, and it's making fun of Top Gun, and now it says Top Bun, because the F was kind of stylized. Yeah. Like, those are all over the game, and it's an AI algorithm that goes through and upscales both of the games, and instead of playing through them all and realizing where they're broken, or maybe they did play through them and they're like, well, if we want to go in and fix this, this is an extra, you know, six weeks of work or something. And it's like, so, we'll just put them out because people will buy them. So, somebody on um, Twitter said to me, like, well, you know, um, at this point, you've had how many years to buy them? Uh, 20 at the yeah. at Grand yeah. Theft Auto. And for sure, yeah, you've had 20 years to buy them. They just delisted them this year. You can, can kind of can't blame anybody but yourself, except this is my, my problem with the people in, in the video game space right now when it comes down to like the difficulty talk and stuff. There are always new people entering this hobby. This hobby has never been more popular. Yep. Grand Theft Auto has been talked about very highly, especially these I'm going to say these three games, even though GTA 3 is kind of off the topic now because it's so old. But these are these are games that are talked, out, talked about as something very important. As much as you and I don't like Shenmue, it is important that it's available for people to make their own decisions about. Sure, I, I, never, I never judge anybody for buying it. I just think it's a garbage game. I joke Me about too, it, but... but I'm glad that it's... I want every... Like when people... Like when you give me shit about Eternal Champions... It's like, well, I get why you're giving me shit, but I would love to be able to just buy. I want games available. I like that. 
Yeah, oh, I, I've never had an issue with Eternal Champions being available. I, when you go, I want a remake, I go, no, you don't. Yeah, I, I, I still do. <laughs> but, but anyways, the, the, the problem here is not, oh, it's, it, the, you know, the, the new version sucks. The, the problem is the new version sucks and you can't get the original. This is the George Lucas school of thinking. Instead yeah. of having the, the common sense to go, People are going to buy... They, they already know that people are going to buy this because they like GTA. That was already established, as that's basically who bought this collection first and foremost, and the people that are complaining now. But what they don't understand is that that, can, that, that group is going to be there regardless, and there some people may enjoy the new version, but there's always going to be the purists, and the purists also have some influence over new players. Yeah, if you have a negativity kind of at the top level of people who are very, you know, vocal, it's going to deter people who are kind of thinking about it if they see that that discourse. But I also think that, like, even if the negativity was... Look at Star Wars. Like, yeah, the the new versions aren't great, right? That's not the one that you or I would pick. No. Um, Because I even was, like, the last generation to get the un fucked with versions like i have a vhs set sitting right over there i can see it from where i'm sitting and it's the unmessed with version um and i will tell you that the new versions are kind of crap but there's people that are going to enjoy it and that's fine i just don't understand why those two things can't exist although i can tell you it's george lucas um he definitely signed a contract with disney that says they can never release the original versions um but It's just like people would buy both versions. Like, yeah, it, removing it's not removing one or the other. One's don't not go race over. It. Yeah. Like, so with this GTA trilogy, they delisted all the old versions. I'm gonna tell you right now, the PS2 to P, uh, the PS2 classics on PS4 versions were pretty decent. Yeah, I have those versions too. And like, now those versions are unavailable. That's those, weird. Those versions were removed. I thought they just removed the PC. I, th- I thought they. I thought they removed those versions as well. Hold on. Let's, I was gonna say, go to the store and see if you can buy them still. Because I'm kind of curious. Because um, I the, thought the it was PC just versions the versions are gone, and that doesn't make any sense to me either. Well, not to skip too he- too far ahead into news, but the new versions are gone too. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like this. What an unnecessary. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah I don't... it's gone. Yeah, it's not there. Oh wow, that that shocks yeah, me. Yeah, you have the definitive edition. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say like they um, auto trilogy. I spelt that wrong. Yep. Tri- the trilogy. Yeah, well, still... No, I just I I wrote it without a T for some reason. Yeah, uh, we're into auto chess. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say they removed all versions of these fucking games, and it's just like. Why would you do that? And <sighs> fuck you is the reason why. Yeah, pretty much. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I can't figure it out. Like it, such a dumb, dumb move. I I don't know. I like. I hope those versions that are out there now get fixed because there's a lot of 
there's a lot of positive in in like what's there, like the controls, the fact wow. that it's running in high resolution. But you've got to fix some of this other stuff. You have to. Well, you you say that, but let me just pull up that uh, that message that I sent you from the guy that runs this. Oh, I understand that, but here's here's the thing. Rockstar is is kind of floating that, and the last thing they want is the discourse. Like, fixing these games is an easy PR win and a relaunch and another huge boon in sales. So, yeah. I can I can see Rockstar forcing their hand on this, and if they have to, get somebody else to do it, because I, I got news for you. Rockstar cares more about their money than they do the shit shitheads they had do the port for this game. Yeah, they, you say that, but like, I didn't realize these are the same guys that did the mobile port, the port that ended up erasing the 360 uh, arcade version. It's just they've changed their name recently. Interesting. Yeah, these guys must so, be really cheap. <laughs> I have no idea. So, for anybody that doesn't know, they released San Andreas on live arcade, but eventually uh, they've changed that version over to the mobile port mm-hmm. that was just upscaled. And if you find a copy of GTA San Andreas with a 360 banner on it in a store, either in the full 360 case or an Xbox One case, because I believe they did it with both, um, that is the mobile port for 360. Yeah, and it's not the it original. is not as good as the original version. Yeah. Now, for a mobile port, I kind of go, yeah, but they got it to run. Like the time frame of when they got GTA three onto phones and stuff, it's impressive. And by the way, that version of GTA three is better than the version in this trilogy. <laughs> but like, they were like, this is more like an impressive feat that you got this to work. We're past that point now. This is not... like There was no feat of getting GTA Trilogy to run on PS5 and Xbox One. And there shouldn't have been one with Switch either, but boy, apparently that version's just garbage. Yeah, the Switch version apparently struggles to hit 20 frames per second at times. Like, it's just... It's an impressive fuck-up. Like, it is a... I'm really impressed they fucked up that bad. I can tell you that once the Digital Foundry video comes out, Rockstar will probably be on the telephone. Uh, they that... should be on the telephone now. Th- they um, should be, but read... that, that Digital Foundry video is going to be huge, and you know can that. Can I read the tweet from the, um, as he puts it, the final boss of Grove Street Games? <laughs> <clears throat> it's so fun to see players out there really enjoying what we put together for them. I'm honestly enjoying this unparalleled level of scrutiny on our studio. Today, we are celebrating our monumental lo- uh, project launch while we work on updates. Smiley face. Wow, thanks for the passive-aggressive tweet, asshole. Maybe you should have just done your job better. <laughs> I'm not saying death threats are okay, because if that's the case, these people can fuck right off. But the people that are telling you you did a bad job are not wrong. You did a bad job. Yeah. But, you know, this this guy would go to Wendy's and probably yell at the fucking person that fucked up his burger because they didn't put cheese on it but then he'll be like oh i don't understand that people are just scrutinizing our job you know you you're held to the same fucking standards as the wendy's employee bud you fucked it up you <laughs> fucked up the thing that it should have just been done because the, like the actual fucking 
blueprint of it was done for you. You fucked up. I have more. I have more respect for a studio that does something brand new and fucks it up, because at least they were trying to make their own thing. This game was already done, and you fucked it up. Well, you cut corners, and it shows. All right. That's Grand Theft Auto. You anything else you got going on video game? Well, I didn't play. I I watched my father play. He's like, this game's not very good. I'm like, "Mm, I love GTA Three. I'm not gonna tell you it's the best game ever, but like, I don't know why you bought this. (laughs) I think Um, well, people bought it because they didn't know. That's why. Apparently, you know, and Um, and uh, getting that trilogy remastered, all three games. That's a pretty good deal if they were you know competent. Yeah, um, just give me one second to drink something to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Ah, 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 ah. Video games. Video games. They're so, pretty cool. I'll start with the, the kind of like less important stuff. Um, For some reason, I booted up Wario Land 2 on my 3DS last night. Why not? You know, It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I've never played the Game Boy Color version. I have the original Game Boy version. Um, so it was weird to see stuff in color. <laughs> um, uh, more Animal Crossing. Really irritated that they didn't be like, hey, so when the DLC comes out, make sure your island's at three stars, because, like, I'm trying to do that, and, like, everybody's like, why don't you add another fence? I'm like, I added fences! That's so Nintendo. I had to cough there. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is really good. Yeah, I, I told you guys bad. it was good. Um, I think it's my favorite uh, favorite version of those characters. Yeah, that story is um, really good, and it, it just gets better the more you play it. It really does. I like... I mean, Rocket's, Rocket and Groot are pretty much the same from the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's their characters are kind of in stone, but um, I really prefer this version of Gamora and Drax. Well, wait till you get to the stuff with Peter later in the game. It, it gets really good. People are saying he was kind of a dick to his mom when he was a kid, but I'm like, not really. Like, the mom seems to be brushing off. She doesn't seem to be upset or anything. Yeah, it's just a... Th- there's a sequence... <clears throat> it's a sequence I told you about where you can get the credit roll. That is just a, a huge moment for, for Peter and his mom and just like, because I don't know if you've noticed, like, every so often it'll kind of go back to that scene to play more of that scene. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Yeah, like, I, throughout I just, the game, it'll, yeah, it'll kind of go back to that, so. Here's me playing this game. I'm going to play it, and I just kept taking my time on the first mission. I'm still not done it. Oh, I've so you're still on the first planet. The The cluster, yeah. Yeah, that's literally, like, the tutorial. Like, there's many oh, more know. planets. Yeah, I just I I got Gamora and Drax, and then uh, yesterday I was just busy. So yeah, that that game continued to be good to the end. Like it's it's I, really good. But I I just I love the fact that like this is not on Bautista because Bautista is great as Drax, but they really wrote Drax as a, just a doof. Yeah, he doesn't get it because he doesn't get emotions. It's like he genuinely it. has some laugh out loud lines in this game too. Like he but did he's, in the movies. he's funny because he's, I don't want to say stoic, but he's just no nonsense. He's literal. 
he's literal, but he's also not literal to like get it. He's dumb because he doesn't get things. It's no, he's he's a warrior. This is not what he does. And Bautista could have done that. Sure. But it just it kind of wrote him more as a joke because that movie needed to be more jokey, I guess, because that's all Marvel movies. And I'm not criticizing them. That that's their that you know, everybody's kind of snarky and has like quips and stuff, and it works, and that's whatever. But um, you know, and Gamora's more of a badass, and I like Zoe Saldana, but like, I don't know, they they clearly put her second to Peter Quill. Yeah, you get a lot. Of... And, and in this game, she is clearly in charge. <laughs> Even and though Peter is, technically. You get a lot more backstory on Drax and Gamora later in the game, and it's really good. Well, I just like the fact that Gamora was basically, at the beginning, giving shit to Rocket, who's ignoring her, clearly ignoring her, but, like, is she's yelling at them from the the bridge, waiting for Peter. Good shit, man. And Drax is like, she's the betrayer or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's, 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 man, the people that wrote that game, which I, I come to find out that it was actually testers that wrote that game. And it make you know what? It makes sense. Yeah. Because it feels, in that first, in that first mission, there's never a moment really where it like lets up and just lets me explore. All right, let's go this way. And then I'm like, walk down the other way. Told you! There was nothing there. <laughs> and and Rocket did say that. But like, I wasn't going to believe it. Yeah, look at this guy, running off to nowhere. Where are you going, Quill? It's good yeah. shit. And it never lets up, and it's it's always and, good. And I already like that Groot is just the pure guy. <laughs> the purest of pure. Yeah. He's saving people. Um... But yeah, like I, I like the level up systems that they have going. Like, the combat feels good. I like watching everybody do their little thing. Man, that it's game... so weird because it's like this is the same publisher that gave us the Avengers. Yeah, it's it's right now still sitting in my top ten of the year for sure. I I really really enjoyed that game. Oh, I'm playing more today. It's uh. It's so much fun. Like it's actually fun to play, not just like to listen to. I know that seems like a really weird thing, but I've only really complimented them on their writing. Yeah, I like the combat system. It's it is fun. Like the the little like I said, the, my biggest gripe, and I had this gripe to the end of the game, was activating Peter's power by clicking the left stick is awful, but everything else works. Yeah. So the other game. Did I talk about Inscription last week? Yes, I think so. No, I think I just talked about it with you. Maybe that's it. Okay. You, can't, you can't expect this old man to remember where conversations happen. That's fair. So, Inscription is a unique experience. I've, I've listened to a spoiler cast about it um, because I didn't care. Yeah, that's probably for the best for you. So I know what what it does. Yeah, I'm not gonna see. So here's here's the problem, and this is this. I, I guess spoilers for somebody that wants to go in blind, um, because there's really no way to talk about it, and I hate to say this, but there's really no way to review it properly. 
without kind of spoiling something. But if I spoil the thing, I ruin the experience, I think. Yeah, it's and one it of those games that you a, should... in a weird place as a reviewer. Um, it's kind of... Uh, hmm. I don't even really have a comparison because I was like, I was going to say it's kind of like how near ends and then it starts up again, but that's not really. It's a, it's a really very meta game. I can just tell you the endings are fake. Keep playing. Yeah, it's, it's a very meta. You've kind of got to be a, in the. Experience yeah, there's a meta it. experience with it. it it's. Yeah, it, it does its own thing and it does it very well, but. It does shift how you play the game to a point where I would say the first portion I played was really strong, and I don't have the same connection with what happens as we go along with it. But for now, I'll just talk about the first section. The first section has been kind of described as an escape room card game. Don't really agree with that. What it is is a card game that is played in a single locked room with a character that is cloaked in darkness. You only see his eyes and his hands. Um, and it starts up like a weird old PC game, but you don't get to select new game. You have to continue game. It was very weird. It's a very weird game, and I, it has this sort of pixelated filter over all the 3D models. But you play this card game, and the card game's really interesting, because the idea is that, and I'd almost say it's more like an RPG, it's knowing, like, what you have in your deck, and you get to keep increasing it as you go along, and using the aspects of it to deal not damage to bring down a number, but to push the scale over towards your enemy there's a scale in the middle of the table and as you do damage to that the character so it's literally just like numbers of like one two three if there's no monster on the field and you do an attack and your your card says one attack one tooth gets dropped onto the scale and so the idea is to push the scale towards them however if you do damage over that to do the killing blow, you get those as you get the extra teeth as a currency that you can trade, and you go along this sort of map that this other character at the end of the table is drawing for you. And it's so fascinating. But what I think really sells that is that anytime the map is open, you can get up from the table and walk around the room. And there's small puzzles to um, like solve in the room. They give you extra cards. Um, every time you lose, you end up having to play as a new character going through the the game. And you can go over and there's a skull on one of the tables. And it's always got a couple of teeth in it to trade to the, tra uh, the um, trapper when you come across him in the map. Um, and it's just really fascinating thing you also get items so sometimes there's a card in a jar and you can break that jar at any moment to get the card there's these totems that buff certain 
um, types of animals, because that's what you're playing with. It's like cards that signify animals. Um, the squirrel that infinitely doesn't die is the, like, because the squirrels are like a free summon, and then you summon sacrificing the squirrels. It's a very weird thing that you have to do, but you every, at the end, at the beginning of every turn, you can either draw from your deck, or you can draw from your squirrel pile. I know that sounds funny. Um, squirrel pile! Um, it, 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 the coughing can't stop, but I'm I'm just not gonna mute for all of them. Um, sorry. Um, but eventually I had a totem that every time I sacrificed the squirrel, the squirrel would jump back into my hand, so I could just keep playing the same squirrel over and over and over again, and like summoning all these monsters. Um, but yeah, like you always go to the the teeth like there was uh in the the skull and like there's once you solve the puzzles you get extra cards to start off every character with and when you fight the bosses the game master at the other end of the table puts on a mask to play the character and um but the most fucked up thing is so there's other items you can grab that are like standard household items and you're like why would that be useful in a card game there's a set of pliers. You grab the set of pliers and you pull out one of your own teeth to drop it onto the scale on his side. It's it's saw the card game. It was so fucking cool. Um and and it it gets worse than that. There's some other stuff that happens and like some other stuff in the room and the oh man, the first the first portion of this game is so fucking crazy strong. And I thought I'd hit the end, and I didn't. And I was like, oh, this game's fucking weird. I'm I am extremely impressed with what this game does, and the fact that for the most part, even though I'm saying stuff right now that tells you there's more, um, boy, the even the ending segment of the first part is crazy, and I'm not going to spoil that. But um, it's just, it's impossible. You it, you'd, like you can't yeah, you can't. But talk what I'm about saying it. is like the fact that there's more to it, and really it hasn't been spoiled publicly, is impressive to me. Yeah. Um, it is also on only on PC, so I think that's a big part of. Yeah, that's probably part of it. I don't. Like Frog Fraction stayed hidden for a very long time because I mean, it was people PC. Still don't talk about the sequel. Yeah, because it's PC only. But something like Fez kind of got out there quick. Same with like The Witness and some other games that have a similar like. Oh, when you realize what this actually is, you're like, but, oh shit, you know. But I think Undertale, which I think is probably the best description, like the best kind of. I think Undertale got spoiled pretty quickly before it even hit consoles of what that game does. It's possible um, that it got spoiled before then, but I'm going to be real honest with you. Like there's still some things that I don't know about that game. Mm. So, you know, um, whereas Fez, I knew exactly what that was probably about, uh, I'd say less than a month after it came out. Am I missing something with Fez then? Just, just how, I know there's a bunch of end game stuff and like Well it's more like how the puzzles are solved. Oh. 
Yeah. Like, it's not just a puzzle platformer in the sense that, like, the puzzles are obvious. Like, there's things that, like, are in the environment that you have to kind of pay attention. Kind of like the sound right. puzzle in The Witness. Uh, fuck The Witness. Yeah, I, I'm not saying, but but you know what I mean. That style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... And have you finished it's Inscription? Nothing, it's nothing... Of, this, this game, to... to, to to not scare anybody off, Fez and, and The Witness are a little more obtuse. This game, there's clearly different ways to play it, and you could totally, you could totally, 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 totally get to the next part of this. There's no obfuscation of... No, that. no, no. But I know what you mean, like, that, that those, those aspects of it were spoiled by people playing. Yeah, and and this one is not like that. Have you finished Inscription? Like, have you seen? No, the... I got to the I got to the second portion, and I went. Okay, I'm not feeling this as much right now. You need to, from what I've heard. Oh, I know. You need to get through it because the there's pieces in the ending that are. It's mm. not not that you've never seen it before, but it's been a while since somebody's done something like there's this. A, there's a game I'm gonna recommend. And actually, you know what? I have to give—I'll give them credit. Um, I don't know how to refer to them. Uh, like, I don't know what name they go, but Sterling. Uh, it's Stephanie um, Sterling. For, isn't it? Sorry, Stephanie, isn't it? Is that? I think that's. I, I don't know. I have the last time I. I think it's Stephanie, but but you know okay. who we're referring to, Sterling. Yes. The the top hat, the glasses. You know. Yeah, Commander Stephanie St- yeah. Sterling. There you go. Yeah. Um. But still at Jim Sterling on Twitter. Anyways, um, they recommended uh, Pony Island, and like, I'll just say that was a weird, interesting experience that I think people should play. It sounds I like think a it's fan only on simulator. PC still, but Sorry. it does some stuff that I've not seen since, and yeah, I, um, I know what happens at the end of Inscription, and I. I, I almost want to talk to you about it when you finish it because there's more that's not in the game. I know, I know about that. Do you know? Do you know? Uh, about... I know about it because my <laughs> friend has played it, and he's like, "I have to yeah. ask. I have to ask the weirdest question that'll be asked on a podcast, and I only ask this because I heard it on another podcast. Have you heard of Hitler? Yeah." <laughs> Yeah. I know that's a weird out of context thing to say, but if you yeah. if you've played Inscription, you probably know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not there yet, <laughs> okay. but I know I know what comes. And all I'm going to say is this is the mm, You might just want to leave why it. It takes so yeah. long with me in reviews. This is why I I have trust issues. <clears throat> me. Sorry. I I hate that I'm coughing. But I'm talking a lot because there's only two of us. Yeah, quit smoking, um, man. The the problem and the reason why I'm, I end up behind on reviews is because I have trust issues where you're not going to massively fuck me after the portion I played. You know what I mean? So if I only played the first portion of an inscription, I didn't know. But then I can't fucking talk about it. So. Spoilers for for Dragon Quest Eleven. You might say, "How does this relate?" I couldn't talk about what happens later in that game, and I'm not going to talk about it now because I 
play Dragon Quest XI. If you like Final Fantasy VI, play Dragon Quest XI. Um, it's not the same game, but it's like the closest follow-up I've had to Final Fantasy VI. Anyways. Stuff happens in that game. And I went, okay, well, I've played so many hours of this. I'm behind on my review. And I can't talk about this. I've seen it. I know it's there. So, I guess I'm writing a review. And it's like, but there's just this, like, I want to get to the end of it. Because, like, if you only play up to certain points of certain games, some games will surprise you. Most won't. Um... If you asked me to write a review off of Life is Strange, the original, and I'd only played, like, three episodes, or even four episodes, I would have been like, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story. But five is where that game just goes fucking batshit crazy, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is great. Um, so it's this weird thing with me where I'm like, I don't necessarily feel compelled to finish a game for review, because some games are just super long. Right? And there's just not enough time in life to sure. have 14 reviews. But then there's those fuckers that are like, they front load with something and then they fucking just pull the carpet out from underneath you. It's like, god damn it. So I have to finish the inscription. It'll probably be finished this week. Because it's like, I just, I have to restart in a way. Because of a choice I made. Yeah. It's a good game. Play it. I can't... I can't really write... It. Do you like card games? Fucking play Inscription. There. Also, Dicey Dungeons is on fucking... Um, game Pass. Uh, game Pass. Go play that, too. If you like card games. Because it's kind of a card the game. First, the first Anthony-approved Rattalaika game. Yes. <laughs> All right, what else? No, that's it for me. All right. Dude, I sat there and played Inscription for like two days straight, only to go, oh, God damn it, there's more. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, let me run through the indies. For, I already talked about Grand Theft Auto, so I don't have to talk about those. I played all three of those. Uh, Galaxy Shooter. It's another shoot, shoot 'em up vertical shooter. Um, it's kind of run-based, so you get like collect coins when you're shooting enemies and then you use those coins to buy upgrades for your ship to do a new run. So, uh, Whiskey Mafia, Leo's Family. We joked about that game last week, uh, the name of it. it. It's literally like a point-and-click puzzle adventure game, uh, pixel art style. I, I mean, if you like those, you might like this. Uh, a Pretty Odd Bunny is this week's, you know... Here are 25 levels. Each one is a solution puzzle platformer. The the catch to this one is is that you play a deranged bunny, and the objective from to, in each level is to eat a pig. You're a rabbit eating a pig. That sure. Uh, Airborne Kingdom. I booted up, and it's like a strategy game. I immediately just uninstalled. Not my jam. Uh, 890B is like a top-down horror game. Where you're like walking around this office trying to find clues. I I, I stress to call oh, it a horror yeah, game. Oh yeah, I saw that. That yeah. was that kind of interested me. Yeah, it's okay. 
it feels it's one of those games when you boot it up you feel like wow you used a lot of default assets like it's one of those games but it's not bad um alchemist simulator is literally that it's a first person game where you're mixing potions my singing monsters playground is a party game a four player party game i was wondering how they were what like i was like is this just a translation of my singing monsters which was like okay that was a mobile ass mobile game i love the designs and the music but uh it wasn't for me yeah it's um, just the four player like here's a mini game play it with everybody kind of thing um they're the same people that did the um god give me a second i talked we talked about it last year um Oh god, I can't remember the name of the game. It was an action game. Um, I know that's not enough. I was going to say uh, that doesn't help an action game Foragon. between What's that? Foregone? Oh yeah, that game's good. Yeah, same same studio. That's weird. This game doesn't feel anything like Foregone. <laughs> yeah, well that was th- this was their bread and butter beforehand. Oh, well they're back, I guess. Uh, I'm glad they I'm glad they're doing something that isn't just, you know, mobile stuff. Yeah. Uh, Path of Giants is a game where you have three characters, each one color-coded. You point and click on them, move them to a space, and you're solving, like, uh, button-press puzzles. So, like, you can tell them to climb on top of each other to get to higher areas, things kind of like that. And the objective for every area is to just get each one of them on their correspondingly colored button. Three Vikings? Uh, I don't know what you are. You're, like... You look no, almost no, like Jawas. Viking style stuff, or no? You look like Jawas. No, no, no. Like the gameplay. No, it's point. I don't understand what you're saying. It's like Viking stuff. Three Vikings. Is that what? Oh that, no, 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 no! It's literally. It's li- there's a cursor on the screen. Oh, okay. This is a point and click game. I'm yeah, you about. click the person. You tell them where to move. Kind of. Oh. Thing. Yeah. No. No, it's not Lost Vikings. I would have been excited. Lost Vikings, god damn it. That's what it's called. That's why it confused me. I was like, what do you mean, Vikings? What? Yeah. Uh, Treasures of the Aegean is a Metroidvania. Um, As as far as I can tell, there's no combat. It's just like um, movement puzzles. Treasures of Aegean. A-E-G-E-A-N. You play this uh, character that's like there's a volcano erupting in the background and you're like looking through this like ruins of something. I don't know. All I know is it's one of those games where I'm like, I wish you would shut the fuck up because you just won't let me play the game. You just want to talk constantly. Oh, uh, but not I... in a charming um, Guardians of the Galaxy way. No, no, no. The game stops and you have to read oh, text no. boxes. Yeah. I'm like, dude, let me play the game. Like, I want to play Apparently. the game. Apparently there's a time loop. Oh god, I didn't get that far, but I'm <laughs> time loop is just like an excuse not to say the word rogue. Fuck that. Well, here's the reason why. They're saying they're saying it's very similar to Majora's Mask in Minute. Oh, uh, okay. So basically you it, uh, yeah. It, it's a run based. It's a fucking rogue like stop making new names for things when it's the same kind of mechanic. I I know there are subtle nuances. I know there are differences. Don't jump down my shit. But you're lit- like you're starting over. Whether you carry shit with you or not, you're starting over. Same shit. 
Speaking of starting over, I also played that new Binding of Isaac because they sent it in the codes, and I was like, wow, this is, yeah, still fucked up, and I don't like it. You don't like Binding of Isaac? I, I've never liked it. I, I find oh. the four-way shooting to be bland. I find the run-like stuff is not my jam, and I'm... It's one of the... F- you games where I'll be like, if even if you don't like rogues, I'd be like, yeah, but this one's pretty good. Yeah, it's just I just don't, and I'm not a fan of the designs of the characters. I think they're morbid. I just don't I love it. I don't like them. I love, um, it. I love it all. It, John loves it. Like that dude's put like five thousand hours. Is, yeah, game. no, I'm not that level of uh, that because he's. I, I think he's eclipsed my time of life with how much, how long he's played that fucking game. He he's almost played that as much as I've played Overwatch. Yeah, it's insane. It's I just can't even fathom playing that game now. I played it for twenty minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. I don't like this at all. Uh all right, a couple big games. Uh, I'm checking out Kotor on the Switch. Kotor on the Switch. Am I right? Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. They put out a Switch version, which is essentially... No, what I'm asking, is it just KOTOR on the Switch? Yeah, so I actually, what I did for... for I'm going to write a review, and obviously I'm not going to play through this whole game again as much as I love it. Don't need to do that. Um, What I did was I installed the Xbox version because it's playable on Series X. And I was kind of switching... Like, I started the game from scratch and was kind of switching back and forth to kind of feel the differences. So here's the thing. This is essentially that game. So if you own it on the original Xbox, this is kind of the same thing. The Switch version you can play portable, so there is that. The Switch version is also in widescreen, whereas the original Xbox version is still by 4x3. The Xbox version with the, like, you know how they enhanced all the original back compact games to run in 4K? The Xbox version looks better. <laughs> Yeah, I'm assuming this is running off of, um, like, the PC build? I think it's the mobile port. Oh! Oh, yeah. that even makes... Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. But like, Because I think it's Aspire that's made it, though, right? Yeah, Aspire ported it to the Switch, and I'm pretty sure it's that mobile... Because the mobile port is the only one that's got true widescreen support. Am I correct in that? Ah, uh, fuck, I, I just got it wrong. Why are you asking me? Okay, I, I just couldn't remember if the PC version ever got official widescreen support. The only reason why I guessed it was because Aspire, I think, ported it to Mac and Linux. They may have. Um, although, I, I will say, I didn't notice a whole lot of difference in load times. Um, the audio still sounds good on both versions. And the controls... The controls take a little while to get used to on Xbox because it's... If you remember, it's back when we talked about this earlier. The black and white buttons existed, so those are still kind of on-screen prompts. Um, but other than that, I think if you have that version, unless you want to play KOTOR on the Switch or uh, portable, or you need that widescreen support, I don't, I don't see much reason to pick this version up. I mean, unless you just don't have an Xbox and you don't own that game, obviously. But it's amazing to me going back and playing KOTOR, how much that game shits on so many other games. And that game is so fucking old, it's not even funny at this point. Like the writing, the dialogue, like the like, just the like the combat and everything in that game is so good. And there have been so many games that have tried to 
kind of parrot what it did almost 20 years ago and still fail to do what that game did, which makes me feel like this remake that they're doing is just, I don't know. I I don't feel, I would rather have had, you know, the third game in the series as opposed to let's remake that first one, I guess. I'm looking at the guy's credits. Um, Drew Karpashian, Karpishian. Um, and then like just looking at where it came from, <clears throat> Baldur's Gate two, DLC or uh, add-ons, expansions, whatever. Neverwinter Nights, Neverwinter Nights expansion, Knights of the Old Republic, Jade Empire, Mass Effect, Mass Effect two. Worked on the Old Republic, and they brought him in for Anthem. Um, but then he went and wrote, wrote a bunch of novels. I mean, the dude can write. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, like everything you just named outside of Anthem, is, is fucking peak storytelling. It, it just well, I don't is. know about the uh, MMO Old Republic, but oh, it's incredible! It's incredible. Oh, really? I, okay. I played about I'd say about forty to fifty hours of that game. Oh goddamn! And the story of that game is incredible. It was a long time ago, um, but me and my wife played it for a little while until we just like the loop in that game is not good, but the story is fucking oh, fantastic. The, the problem was is that. Originally, that game was like, yeah, you can't all be Jedi because that's how that works. And then everybody got upset and they're like, I guess everybody can be fucking Jedi. I mean, why would you play a Star Wars online game if you can't be a Jedi? I was a Sith Lord I, when I played it. I, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, like, it, it to me, it was like, I understand the logic of saying that. But... Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that the story in that game is incredible. Like, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's worth playing just for that. So, uh, <clears throat> trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, I played the new Jurassic World Evolution 2, which is good. It's really good. Is um, it, what is it? it? It's like a Zoo Tycoon thing, right? It, you can do that, but the campaigns in those games are essentially, they fucked up, you go in and fix it. So this one, okay, that, you know, that sounds way more interesting than I thought it was. Yeah. So in this one, it takes place after World, the second World. Um, and what has happened is, if you remember at the end of that, like some of the dinosaurs got off into like the U.S., like they're roaming there. So you and a team go out into the middle of the desert in Arizona, and you start like rounding them up to build a new park because that's always the th- the plot of Jurassic Jurassic movies. Is that you're going to build a new fucking park and nothing's going to go wrong, right? Right. So you're like in the desert in Arizona and you're like collecting the animals and building encampments for them and stuff like that. It has all the voice actors. Here's the funny thing. It has all the voice actors for the movie Minus One. Can you, can you, Chris Pratt? Yeah, he's not in it. Oh, Chris Pratt, notable voice actor Chris Pratt. Yeah, is not I voicing. I say that a reason why I didn't bring it up, but you brought up Chris Pratt. <laughs> the reason why I also like the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy more, Chris Pratt isn't fucking Star-Lord. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, like whoever's doing the Chris Pratt impression in this game is awful. I absolutely hate his voice acting. Um, but everybody else is there. Goldblum is there. Bryce Dallas Howard is there. Like, they're all there. Other um, actors are there? Whoa. Like their voice actors are there. Like you see, like a little picture. I was just, I was giving, I was just saying that they're better actors. Yes, and 
I mean, these games control really well, even with a controller. They work. I like the new, like, like how you can pause and speed up time, so you can kind of build stuff and then, you know, resume time or speed up time when you're, like, bringing a dinosaur back. And Not to mention, it looks incredible. And if you want to dig deep into these games, you totally can. Like, you can go down to, like, naming dinosaurs, and, like, it's it's really deep. Like, these games are good, but you have to be into those kind of games. Like, it has to be kind of your jam to want to micromanage a dinosaur park. It's not just drag and drop some dinosaurs into a park and watch people get eaten. Like, that's not, that's not what it is. I mean that's not what any of those um those games are for, really. Um any of those like tycoon sort of games. Yeah, I, I do like the ones like this one where you can literally go down into the so like you can like go like ground level and drive the Jeep around and actually oh, shoot. Oh, that's the dino- fucking cool. Yeah, you can do that in this game and that's I really think that's a cool touch. So Yeah, it's it's really good. If you like the first one you'll really like the second one. Um those campaigns are a lot better than most people give them credit for. And I, and I really enjoy it. So That's a game that came out that I think a lot of people forgot came out. <laughs> so, you know, if, you, if you've been waiting on that game, it is, it is out and it is very good. Uh, but that's, that's all I've... I played a bunch of Overwatch in his name, but, you know, I don't need to talk about that. Uh, so let's talk about what's coming out this week. We've got the first uh, the first expansion add-on for Far Cry 6 featuring Voss is out. I'm... Okay, so I'm a comic book guy. I've gotten three, I think there's only three, uh, Far Cry Rites of Passage comic. Each one of them was for one of these three characters. Voss, um, Pagan Min, and Joseph Seed, right? It is mm-hmm. Joseph. Yeah, Joseph Seed. Those are the three DLCs they're doing for Far yeah. Cry 6. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if Joseph was the the brother or not. That's the where I... Oh, yeah, the Seed. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Joseph. Anyways, um, yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering if those are follow-ups or doing the same story or... I don't know, maybe I'll boot it up this week and, and I'll let you know what it is. Because what, it, like, those things were built into the game from the start. Like, when you get to your first outpost, there's, like, an arcade machine and you can go over and it says coming soon and it's, uh, like, that's where you play these side missions, I think. So I'll see what they are. The Voss one launches this week, so maybe a, give me an excuse to boot back up Far Cry 6. What I find um interesting and um is that the characters um outside of pagan men are played by guys that look like the characters yeah and then it's troy so baker so like <laughs> yeah then it's troy baker um <laughs> i'm just surprised they haven't tried to do more with these guys cuz they are also, like I, I, i'm surprised it took us this long to get to this I mean, they were pretty quick with um, Joseph Seed because they did New Dawn, but yeah, still. but New Dawn is after all that shit. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Kingdom Two Crowns Norse Lands, uh, Sherlock Holmes Chapter One. 
By the way, this is uh, Series X PS5 stuff. Uh, what's that? I, I'm I'm hoping that Frogwares titles could. I've had a code in my inbox for weeks. Oh, I fucking I, listen. I'm behind. I can't. Uh, that's why I didn't ask you. And I actually asked Dave if he wanted. He's like, I thought about it, but then no. So I, I that code still that code is sitting in my inbox alongside Backbone and uh, the new Gundam Fairy Code Fairy game. I can matter. And an NHL to meet my jam. An NHL 22 code still sits in my inbox as well. So like those are the games nobody would take. <laughs> and I'm not saying they're bad games. I'm just saying that like that either people weren't interested in them or we just didn't have time for them. So now hockey, none of us are interested in. I'm sure it's a quality no. game, but nobody knows. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything that's like this is the worst hockey game. Yeah. I think like, the only reason um, that the only reason I did last year's is because it had NHL '94, and yeah, I wanted I to play that. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't heard anything bad about this one. Generally, they seem to generally NHL seems to go a lot smoother than NFL. Well, that's because it's not as high profile, too. Let's be fair. Uh, well, I'm in Canada, so. Well, I guess up there maybe, but down here, like, like NHL is just like, yeah, it's there. Fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty. Um, yeah, man, there, the amount of people that'd be like every year, they'll be like talking like you could pick up NHL. I'm like, man, I play video games, not hockey. You know what's funny about this one is this is the first one that's built on the new engine. I do know that fact. I feel like that we would have heard a lot worse than if it was bad. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I just, I I don't. Like a lot of people think, you know, we do this and we just get the we're wanting to get these codes and redeem them because we want free games. But like, dude, I got games sitting in my inbox. I don't redeem them if we're not going to cover them in some yeah, form or fashion. I just don't. I don't. I don't think it's right. I let them know. No. I'm like, hey, you can take this code back. And and there's been a couple times where it's like we've had to. I I've had to be like, I'm not getting that done in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, and and PR people are really good about that. Like I know. Like they were asking me this week, you know, like the the Doctor Who review, and I sent it back to him, and that's the one I was referencing on Twitter. I was like, I always hate sending like a bad review, but you know, the guy that I had review it loves Doctor Who, and he did not like the game, and yeah. it's just like, well, yeah, it is what it is. And um, the guy was just like, thanks for the the link, he, you know, that was it. Yeah, I um, I think there's only one where I went, yeah, I'm not covering this just because of somebody being a prick i'm not gonna say the game because i just don't need <laughs> i don't need that in my life yeah but, uh, somebody else wrote a review that would have been very similar to mine i was like in the process of writing it and i think you sent me the guy on twitter like just trying to in, it, like eviscerate this fucking man for writing a review for a site that i'm not familiar with but i mean you know people say that about this one this site um but like um the guy had like maybe five or six followers on twitter like two like it wasn't like or not that but like he had less than me on my old twitter account and that's saying something um and he just wanted to go in on this guy and it was just like dude your game was clearly built for a pc and it doesn't play as well on consoles so yeah, like I got trapped in this specific spot and you're going to tell me that it's my fault, but like based on everything that this game had told me up until this point, I should have been able to make it through and then I got killed and then I had to go back from my shit. 
Absolutely not. And it's like, you know, it it just it clearly did not run on consoles as well because it wasn't built for a controller. And that's fine. Uh, I, you know, concessions have to be made. But the fact that this man gave a review that wasn't even like wrong like it was it wasn't like it wasn't a terrible review but he just ripped into this guy and i just went to you i'm like we have i'm like i'm like i don't really want to write it and if they come to me i'll tell them exactly why like if they come to you ken like just send them to me and i'll tell them why i'm not fucking writing it (laughs) well it's the only time i've like actively went i'm not fucking writing a review most pr people are cool with what we talk about like sometimes developers get a little angry Oh, it was the developer. It yeah, that's it, that's that's kind of the distinction there. It's like pure people are not assholes about most of this stuff. There are exceptions to the rule. There always are, but most of the time when you get people angry at you, it's usually the developer. And I get it; it's your baby, but like, don't. I don't know. It's it's sometimes things just aren't good, and I can't. <laughs> I can't and and like that. in this particular case, it wasn't even that it was bad. It was just pointing out the flaws in the conversion, and this guy couldn't handle it. And I was just like, I don't... I don't even think it was the developer. I think it was maybe the publisher. That could be, too. It was weird. It was just this really weird, like, I have not seen this on any level before. So... Yeah. Most of the time when people reach out to me about a review, it's that there's a there's something that's in there that's not factual, like the price is wrong, or... You know, this screenshot is not representative of what it is now, and, and I get that. But very rarely do we see somebody come at us like, hey, you don't like our game, your review is wrong. Like, I don't see um, that a lot. I think the only time I can think of where I made a mistake, I don't even think we got called out for it. Um, I think I spoke too in-depth about, I know I'm bringing it up, sorry, but Disaster Report 4, when I kind of criticized it. There was stuff that I wasn't supposed to say, I don't think, and that they never said anything, even. They probably didn't care, I'll be fair about it. No, they probably wanted to avoid the four. They, they didn't want to have to acknowledge that I wrote a review that gave the game a three or a four. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, sometimes I'll get people like asking me, like, can you please review this, because then it helps us on Metacritic. And I always think that one's funny. I'm like, you know, if I cover your game, it'll be on Metacritic. If I don't cover your game, I just think it'll cover the game. There are too many fucking video games to cover every one of them, and it sucks because we used to be in a place where we could cover every video game, but that hasn't been the case for many, many years. All right, uh, we also got Clang 2. I don't know what that is. Next Space Rebels. XO1. uh, Battlefield 2042 for the plebs. You know, the people that didn't pay the obscene amount of money to play it. You can play it this week. Nerf Legends. Smoots Golf, the Jackbox Party Pack 7, just in time for those uncomfortable Thanksgiving gatherings, and The Last Stand Aftermath. Last Stand? Oh, wow! That's, um... Do you know what The Last Stand is? I do not, unless... Okay, if this is what I think it is... Holy shit, it is. Okay, so The Last Stand was an old, um zombie game that was flat for on flash and every night you every day you could go out and like look for, for survivors and stuff or get supplies there's only so many hours in a day it was just done through a menu and at night you would have a barrier up 
And then you'd have to just shoot zombies, so you could, like, scroll up and down and shoot zombies. Very basic. But they, they did a couple of them. And uh, Armor Games was the publisher. I think maybe the developer, too. Developer of they this one big... is Con Artist Games, published by Armor Games. Yeah, I'm looking at that now, but, like, um... Yeah, so Armor Game, um... Armor Games did some really good work on Flash. They might have been the people that did, um... The inspiration for Angry Birds, even, I think. Hmm. That or was on their website, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, so I'm surprised that this uh, series is still going. I, I didn't. I was like, there's no way this is connected. Nope, sure enough, it's a zombie apocalypse. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. That's out this week. Oh, Rogue. oh hold on. It's roguelike, isn't it? Ah. Here's the user-defined tags for this product. Zombies, post-apocalyptic, roguelite. I'm out. Um, give me a second. I have to now find out. Uh, <laughs> never mind. It says it from the developer too. <laughs> Immediately, I am out. I am interested. I think this looks fucking cool. Oh, there you go. It's out this week. Uh, PlayStation Five. The only other stuff coming is a deluxe edition of Kena Bridge of Spirits. I'm assuming that's a physical copy, and then the Kid Amnesia Exhibition. That's that Radiohead. Radiohead. Thing. Yeah. And Disco Elysium, the final cut. I thought that was already out. But... That must be a physical. Okay. Uh, Xbox One, PS4, we've got a lot of the same stuff. We also have Grow, Song of the Evertree, Marsupilami, Huba Venture. They're bringing back Marsupilami? Wasn't I don't even know what that is. Wasn't that one of those old platformers that was like on the Genesis or something? Uh, I swear to God, that was one of those Marsupilami, old... hold on. Character oh, platforms. Yeah, but it was it's based off of a comic book. But wasn't I it like on the, the Genesis show. or something? Give me a second. Give me a fucking second. I gotta know like I feel like this is another one of those like cow the kangaroo and shit. No 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 no. Marsupilami actually has a had a Disney T V show. Oh, okay, that's probably where I've heard of it from. Um Yeah. Well there's a game coming out this week. <clears throat> Um, yeah, it had a Mega Drive game. Oh, okay. That's probably... Uh, I know I've heard this before. No, no, it had a Genesis game, too. It had, like, so it got released on, on Worldwide. Gotcha. That That's where I've heard of it. I knew this was one of those. So, uh, Surviving the Aftermath, The Smurfs, Mission Valief. Yes, there's a new Smurfs game out this week. I, I wonder who that's made by... <laughs> I can tell you real quick. Uh, Please do. Smurfs Vision. It's made by Osum Studio, published by Microids. Okay, so here's a fun fact. So Marsupilami is also published by Microids. You know what Microids published recently? I know Microids for a bunch of old PC strategy games. They published that stupid 13 remake. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Also, the Smurfs game looks like a pretty decent like, linear 3D platformer. I'd play it if it was in front of me. Uh, yeah. Chef's Tale. Uh, I'm assuming that's a that's an animal game because it's T-A-I-L. So. Next Base Rebels. Tamarin. Them Bombs. My most anticipated releases of the week, and I know people think I'm stupid for this, but Blood Rain and Blood Rain 2 Revamped are out on console. I don't think that's stupid at all. 
I love those games. I can't wait to replay those games. Uh, Space Moth Lunar Edition. Undungeon. Ark Survival Evolved, the Ultimate Survivor Edition. I'm sorry, Undungeon? Undungeon. It's coming to Game Pass. So I read about it. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, I was hoping it was by the same guy who did um, Unepic and... Uh, I know it's coming it to Game Pass to day one. That's that's the reason I saw it kind of float up in the news this week. Uh, Depotism 3K. Uh, the Eternal Cylinder. Why is that on here? That's already out. That's weird. 200 Ways. Uh, move over to PS4, see if there's anything different besides what we've already mentioned. Sometimes that happens. Come on, load! I can't vamp forever. A short hike. Uh, the Wild at Heart. Yuki. And that's it for PS4 and Xbox One. Nintendo Switch. I'm going to skip over everything I've already said. But we've also got Fish Witch Halloween. Uh, Hextech Mayhem, A League of Legends Story. That's interesting. Instant Sports, Winter Games. Instant Tennis. Uh, Root, Star Wars Jedi Knight Collection. Star Wars Racer and Commando Combo. Uh, Arcadia Fallen. Mash, Mastho. Mastho, I can't say, M-A-S-T-H-O, how would you say that? Mastho? Sure. Mastho is together, that's the name of the game. Uh, H-I-C-H, Ice Station Z, Cosmonavtes, Ac- Academy Escape, Nin Nin Days 2, Romeow in, a, in the Cracked World, <laughs> Romeow. Oh, shit. Would you like to run an idol cafe? <laughs> 20 ladies. So this is the game I was telling you about last week, how the PS4 version is 20 bunnies. Oh. This is the Switch version, and it's called 20 ladies. So. I think the bunnies is worse. Well, I mean, the bunnies aren't scantily clad. The bunnies are appealing to a very different demographic, but not what they're not called furries. And I'm not even I'm not even shitting on them, but it's just like I don't think this change is as big as you think it is. Okay, well, you know that's fair. Uh, so city... weird change, <laughs> PlayStation. Weird change. Yeah, City Traffic Driver, Exertus Redux, NASCAR Heat Ultimate Edition Plus, uh, Razor Wire Nano Wars. Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. I'm assuming that's physical. Yeah. And Whiskey Mafia Leo's family. And finally, probably the biggest release this week outside of Battlefield, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Yeah, I'll be picking up Diamond. I can probably get it. If you, you want to get me Pearl then? Uh, I can ask this week. Yeah. Watch, I'll give me fucking Diamond. No, I want Pearl. I think I think if we get them, we can get both, and I'll just give you whichever one you want. Yeah, I'll take because uh, I'm gonna pick up. So, 
background story time, people that don't care. But this is a podcast, so I have to fill space. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a big gap in playing Pokemon for me. I uh, did not engage with the Game Boy Advance games whatsoever. Um, I kind of ended at Silver. I had friends that got Crystal. I went, that's really cool. And then I kind of broke off and just didn't care. And honestly, a big portion of that was because I started playing Mega Man Battle Network, which I found way more exciting. And it's still one of my favorite series of all time. Um, I definitely had friends that engaged with the Game Boy Advance games. I have a friend that played Emerald like to completion um, and loved it. And I'm like, this is neat, but this is not really for me. And then I was subscribed to Nintendo Power at the time, and they were like, here's the new Pokemon game. And I went, that looks fucking amazing. And so I picked up Diamond, he picked up Pearl. And uh, I don't think the games have ever been better than those and the reason being is that they're named after a prince song sorry they're named after a prince song that's why they're never (laughs) gonna get better um but like i think um i think there is the now some of this stuff has been changed the remake i know but i think it's a perfect amount of difficulty i think there was the perfect amount of content uh it just seem to understand, like, yeah, we're not going to put as much work into bringing old Pokemon over because you're not going to see it unless you have a Game Boy game in the bottom slot of your DS and you go to the PAL park or whatever. But um, it was just this really smart... It had, like, a bunch of endgame content. It was totally optional. I loved it. It was like, yeah, you're finished, you're done. Or if you don't want to stop playing, here's a bunch of other stuff. And then when they did the third in the series, right? Like they were doing three at that point in time. So it was Ruby, Sapphire, and then Emerald. It was Gold, Silver, and then Crystal. This one was Platinum. And Platinum uh, added content, changed a few things. It was really neat. I really liked those games. Then they did Black and White. That I'm going to be honest with you. I tried to play black and white, and I was like, these are not for me. Um, I regret trading in my copies now, mainly because they're a lot more money than what I trade them in for. Um, But I was like, yeah, they're just not for me. Um, And I kind of broke off. They, I mean, let's be honest, black and white was not well done, so they ended up doing black and white too, which were better versions of those games. Um, And then I tried again with Pokemon X, and it just they, they were i'm not one of those people that are like oh game freaks fucking up and you know it's just lazy and blah 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 but i thought the perfect difficulty solution was having um experience share be an item that one pokemon could hold and so you could level them up and by making it in a, a it's either on or off which is what they did with x and y and now it's just always on i think kind of pushes you through the game really quickly and i always loved exploring and seeing what i could capture in an area as long as possible now it's not that anymore but there was a lot of extra stuff in uh diamond and pearl like putting ribbons on your pokemon by entering them in certain competitions that would boost certain stats and all this extra content that was totally unnecessary but it was something you could fully engage with if you wanted to, and it would 
you know, increased stats and stuff. I loved all that shit. It made me feel like it, this was actually a world that I was engaging with. And I don't think it's ever felt that way again because they just kept going to gimmick, like from gimmick to gimmick. Like, oh, now there's X evolutions or Z moves or whatever the fuck else they're doing. And I'm like, that's not what was cool about this. What was cool was it felt like I was in a real world that was living. Um, the fact that Pokemon suddenly changed forms depending on like whether you're on the east or west coast or like whether it was raining or not. And that was all really neat shit that we hadn't seen before. And I'm going to be honest with you, they haven't done as well since. So I'm really excited, and that's the reason why I'm going to pick up Diamond. Because I picked up Diamond, and that was, like, a really amazing experience for me. It, like, happened at the perfect time. It made me really social with a few people that were also playing it. Like, it was like the renaissance had finally happened. Because as much as people will tell me that, like, the Game Boy Advance games were really good, and I believe in them, um, they were just not as popular. They just weren't... While you were talking, I forgot another game I played. Oh no. Good or bad? <laughs> well. Oh, that's bad. I played Elden Ring. Oh shit, that's not bad at all. I, I, I did. I played Elden Ring. And, um. You, know, you kind of liked it, didn't you? That game is pretty good. Um. It is very much Dark Souls in an open world. Uh, with a lot more... There seem to be a lot more checkpoints. <laughs> Which I think some people are going to be very unhappy about because, you know, they are very protective of their their difficulty. Um, yeah. And you I can... don't know. I feel like From Software has realized, like, oh, if we're going to be the popular ones, we're going to... I I'd, do the things you can jump. There, well, that started to be a thing later on. But I mean, there's a dedicated jump button. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you can just jump. Um, it it also has these little things that kind of tell you where to go, <laughs> like a little. Like a little stream in the in like in the wind, kind of like Ghost of Tsushima, kind of like this little thing, like hey, you should go this way. I like it. Um, it is very Dark Souls though, and and then like I ran around the world and was like attacking. Like there's camps. There's a little bit of Far Cry in this. Like there's a camp of enemies. So check this out. You go into the camp and you attack these enemies. When I cleared the camp, it refilled my flask. Very interesting. Right? This is a very interesting, like... Yeah, but then... Move. So, like, you walk around the world, it's all open, and then you can go into, like, these caves that go, like, underground, and that's when it gets really Dark Soulsy. Like, I shit you not, I went down in this cave, and I'm exploring, just looking around stuff, killing enemies... I, w I see this, like, really shiny thing in the middle of a room, so I kind of walk in the room... I swear to God, I hadn't been this scared since the dogs jumped out of the window in Resident Evil. But this fucking, like, goblin-looking thing just jumped out of the corner and was like... <laughs> it scared the ever-loving piss out of me. <laughs> Needless to say, that was when I died. 
I, I got so disoriented and freaked out that I just could not get my combat role going, and I just got smoked. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm sorry. No, it it like it, it just shocked me, and I might play this one. I like um, I like this game. It's funny you mentioned it, and this is just I'm sharing it because we had the dis- difficulty discussion a week or two ago. Um. And this is from the guy who created Dusk, which is a difficult game. You know, it's not like a cakewalk. Um, and somebody wrote to him, I got Dusk on Switch, and when I saw accessible in the difficulty options, my heart fucking shattered. And uh, David, who is the developer. Yeah, David Zemanski, yeah, he, he yeah. created Dusk. Which, by the way, my, I wrote my review this week. I could not talk any more highly about that game. It's so fucking good. Um, he wrote, my cousin, who introduced me to Doom and jumpstarted my love of retro FPS, has MS and can only play games with one hand. He was able to complete Dusk on Accessible using an MMO mouse. If your heart is shattered by Dusk difficulty options, that's your problem. Yeah. And that's going to be my response to anybody that's like, well, difficulty options, if you look at, like, an easier option and you get upset, like, that's a you problem. That's not anybody else's problem. And, like, people were upset with him. It's his game! So it clearly isn't the conversation about the creator's vision. It never was. Like, no. this is my problem. Like, he made the game specifically so, like, in this particular case, a loved one could play. A loved one who shaped his view of gaming, by the way. Like, you know, it's not about that. It's about a superiority complex, which, by the way, doesn't matter when playing single-player games. No, I, I don't care. Like, you telling me that you finished Bloodborne with one hand tied behind your back blindfolded? I don't give a shit. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm impressed. Sure. But, like, but at it's the end a... of the day, like, my, me being impressed doesn't convert to monetary value. <laughs> my impression is going to last all of, you know, 30 seconds, and then... I'm more impressed by the guy that played it on B- Bananas, anyways, so... That's true. You have a lot to go. But no, Elden Ring. Pretty good. Should uh, give that game a look, even if you don't like Souls. Is games. it what is it coming out on? Uh, everything. Um, oh ex- shit! I might Switch. get involved. Except oh Switch. my god, PlayStation Four, Xbox One. Yeah, I might yeah. play it. God. Everything but Switch. So yeah, that's fine. In this particular case, Dark Souls was a bad idea because it's kind of an always online game. Now I don't know if this one has invasions and shit, but. I'm going to take a wild guess and say probably. All right. News time. News time. Hold on, I'm replying to a text. I apologize. I got to get pizza ready for football. You know. Ah. Uh-huh. Pizza, pizza, pizza. It's got to be pizza. Chacaronis. No, that's gone. What? Yeah. No, no more chacaronis. Is it a limited time thing? Or yeah, is it they only do it forever? for a little bit. They're doing bacon pizza now. Um, what type of? Hold on. Hmm. This is food discussion time now. Never mind. Cancel news. Food discussion <laughs> time. What type of bacon? I mean, it's full strips of bacon. Oh no. Yeah. No, that's not good. It's kind of weird. Bacon crumble yeah. or nothing. Yeah, it's it's full strips. Like they, in the commercial, they show somebody taking a bite and like a whole piece of bacon comes off, and it's like, eh. This is a legitimate question. Are there people that prefer that over the bacon crumble? I have no clue. I I don't eat bacon Me, on pizza a lot, but if I do, it's going to be crumbles. 
Because, like, to me, like, the texture of bacon does not compute with the rest of a pizza. Yeah. It's chewier, or it's too crispy, in which case, don't even bother. You've just ruined bacon. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Full strips of bacon that, like, sit in the cheese. I'm like, this just... No, it do- it's never worked. It's I've always been like people that hand me like here's some homemade pizza. It's got bacon on it, and it's just a strip of bacon. I'm like this is not good. <laughs> All right, you ruined it. Um, I had a couple quick beats here uh, that I was looking at on my Twitter feed that I didn't have in my notes, which was uh, Unity bought Weta's digital 3D tools for 1.6 billion dollars. I guess. I, I... I mean, does that mean Unity is going to start trying to also move towards Hollywood stuff? I think it's just I mean, for the asset library. So it's not like it's out of the question. I think it's asset libraries and tools is what they were looking to get out of that deal, which those are some good tools. So. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just such a very specific... Those tools have been very specifically used for movies. So it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're trying to cut into Unreal's bank that way as well. Because, I mean, they are clear competitors. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, Alright. I thought I had another one on my Twitter feed, but I guess I didn't. Uh, Fight Night! Uh, is in development at EA, probably a few years out, but they are bringing that series back. So, makes sense. I mean, boxing has been gone for a long time, so... Boxing's also more popular right now. Yeah. I mean, due to stupid fights of YouTubers, but nevertheless. We got two delays this week. Both of them are hardware. Uh, Playdate has been delayed. Uh, they They sent out a really detailed email about why. Uh, again, parts, things like they're that. They're really, they're a really nice company. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I hate to say that because technically it's a company still, but like they're pretty upfront and honest about everything. Uh, also, the Steam Deck has been delayed into 2022. They had the worst email. <laughs> Steam Deck shipping update. <gasps> it's not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Xbox Series consoles have already outsold Xbox One Lifetime. <laughs> There's plenty of jokes in there about selling five consoles. Yeah. And and they're all warranted, but it is still impressive that they're making some foothold. Uh, um, Xbox Series S is doing very well in Japan, which makes sense because it's a tiny little machine, you know? So. Do you have any about the GTA trilogy, by the way? Any what? news? I mean, we talked about it already. I mean, that's... okay. Well, here's some news that we didn't talk about. Um, <clears throat> the entire source code for the Switch version was leaked. Just apparently, the source code was leaked through the Switch version. I think is how that worked. That wow, just it was there, accessible, uh, and then uh, apparently, hot coffee files are still in the game. Well, why not? Why not? They've learned nothing. Uh, one versus one hundred is coming back, according to Jeffrey Grub Grub. Well, cool. I, I guess it's probably like a year or two away, and it's going to be more 
like open, so it's not going to just be on Xbox. It'll be like on your phone or on your PC or. That's how it should be. Now. Yeah, so expect to see that. I guess there's going to be a VR version too for PC. So. Uh, the Gunk also got a release date. It's coming this year, twelve sixteen, and it'll be day one in Game Pass. Jeff Keighley out there running it up, saying, you know, he's going to have like fifty to sixty games at the Game Awards with double-digit world premieres. And no fucking NFTs get fucked. Yeah, he said he said fuck you NFTs, which mad respect, Jeff Keighley. I'm all about that. The, you know, it's funny. At one point in time, I thought I hated Jeff Keighley. I don't. <laughs> I kind of respect him the more and more. He's days right, go on. Dude. He's an alright dude. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime remaster development is complete. Oh, um, Jesus fucking Christ. You just threw this in here to make me angry. <laughs> I think I do throw it in It's the, the same me- fucking person. It... <laughs> I get it. I get it. The girl fucking keeps saying shit. She's also the one that said Mother 3 was coming to, like, fucking Wii U years ago. It didn't happen. And she's been spouting this nonsense for a while. Calm down. Stop fucking listening to her. Oh, by the way, the main person that reports on it, Nintendo Life, can also get fucked. Okay. Okay. With their shill writer who's like, yeah, the the Intellivision Amico is going to be really good. It's not. It's not Damien. You shill. You hack, hack, shill, you. Forza Horizon 5, is, when I wrote this, had broke 6 million players, but I saw that it's nearing 8 million now. That's crazy. Also, that game outsold Returnal before it landed in Game Pass. I mean, eh, it, that's an unfair it is, comparison. it is, but you know that if it was reversed, the other people would make the same argument. So I, I feel like no matter who, what side it's on, people would still have that argument. Yeah, like, it's oh, a stupid argument. But it's good. Returnal sold more than they, fucking Sony. It's like his fanboys suck. Fan, don't be a fanboy. Yeah, don't be a fanboy. I'm just, I'm just glad to see that Forza sold a ton of copies, even though it's in Game Pass. Like that's, that just shows that Game Pass does not destroy game sales. So. Nope. Alright, NPD numbers. I'm not going to go too deep into this, uh, but the Switch obviously is back on top. I mean, didn't last long that it wasn't on top, and that's obviously because of, you know, OLED. The top games for the month of October, Far Cry 6, number one. Boy, all that critical stuff really hurt that game. Uh, Back for Blood, number two. Again, (laughs) Game Pass and Critical Reception did not ruin that game. Uh, number three, Metroid Metroid Dread. Uh, I saw the Nintendo fanboys out there going, well, it didn't include digital sales. It sold more. I was like, None of these yeah, include but, digital but it, sales. It's like the amount of sales, it's the best launch Metroid's ever had. Yes. There. It did well. I'm, I'm happy for it. Uh, number four, Madden 22. None of these have shocked you so far, but are you ready for a shock, number five? No. I'm not ready for a shock. We better move on to the next thing and just let, let everybody listening. <laughs> Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba The Hinokami Chronicles is number five. Uh, surprising because the Cyber Connect 2 game is on there. Um, not surprised because I'm pretty sure that's a pretty popular anime. Uh, the rest of these are pretty obvious. FIFA 22 at number 6. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, not a bad showing at number 7. 
Mario Party Superstars at number 8, NHL 22 at 9, and NBA 2K22 at 10. Mario Kart is still on the list, but it has dropped to number 11. I swear, um, the way this list is written, it looks like it says Mortal Kombat 2, but it's Mortal Kombat 11. Kind of threw me off. By the way, Minecraft and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild are still in the top 20. Just Not surprised. Yeah. Um, what else do you have? I've got what, the let's... Xbox stuff. Okay, so that's the big one. Yes, I have. I have actually three. Well, two are kind of the same. One of them is about new games. So. Um. Okay. So, um, Far Cry's boss has left Ubisoft. I saw that. That's the the next one. There's been a lot of those. Yeah. Um. Where is the other one? Uh, it came out of the rumor, and all I have to say is. Uh, no shit. Beyond Good and Evil is suffering from a development crisis. Uh, no. Really? I've also heard that it's nearing cancellation. It just should be cancelled. Probably. It wasn't what anybody wanted anyways. And, like, the same with uh, Skull and Bones. What about Joseph Gordon-Levitt's artist program? The, yeah, the Please Work for Nothing program? (laughs) Get fucked. Um, you'll be paid in fucking... NFTs, baby. No, no, um, exposure. Yeah, whatever. Um, Fortnite has a Naruto Shippuden, uh, collaboration coming. Which wasn't even, like, the highlight, right? It was, like, there was also a Dark Phoenix one that came out. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Fortnite, it, I mean, Fortnite it, is just a, it is just this amorphous blob, the amoeba that's just absorbing everything else into its mass. It is the metaverse. Yeah, like yeah, Facebook kind of, wants to be meta. Nah, motherfucker, that's Fortnite. Um, it's it's perfect timing that the gunk got a release date because the next Steam World game has been announced. Yeah, Headhunter, I think is what. Yeah. Called. Um, so we saw Marvel's Avengers Spider-Man. We saw a Photoshop of him over time. No, there's a trailer. I saw it. It's CGI. Yeah. Does anybody give a shit? I I legitimately want, I know this was a fanboy, uh, like gasoline thing, but does anybody really give a shit? Like Spider-Man in that game is not going to play as good as he does in Insomniac's games. No, and it's not, yeah, well, it's not, he's also not going to be as, even if he did, he's going to be in a worse game. And he's got to be limited because he's only on one console. Limited! Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But Marvel's Avengers either needs to be completely rehauled or just dropped. Does that game have crossplay? No. Okay, I was going to say, if there's crossplay, like, how does Spider-Man show up on the Xbox? Like, do you see him, or is he just, like, a blob that's, like, <laughs> like in that South well, the, Park episode? Uh, it's got the same thing as Grounded. It turns the spiders into just balls. What about the South Park episode where they just had the big sensor blocks because they couldn't show a certain character? I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I don't know which one you're talking about. Yeah. They had him in, like, yeah. a like a bear suit or something. Yeah. That'd be... So- Dude, I would play it if that's how Spider-Man showed up on the Xbox. Um... And then this one, 
this last one is funny because we were ta- I was talking about it earlier, and I don't I don't see the issue with this. But Pokemon Diamond, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl say- share the same ROM. It's just switches that have been flipped. So. Exactly. It's the same well, fucking game, it's just got different Pokemon. Yeah, so, like, to me, it's like, okay, that makes sense. And other people are like, see, it's laziness! I'm like... No. <laughs> I don't... Like, the data's gonna be in there anyways, so really that's kind of all it would have to be. It's just this is the easiest way to do it. You know what I think is hilarious? People that call developers lazy are probably tweeting from their job that they are not doing. <laughs> I the only reason <laughs> the only time I think you can really say and this is not to back up what I said earlier, like is when you have like clear proof of cutting corners like with the GTA trilogy. That's when a dev is lazy. Like why would you have AI scale stuff? Laziness. I mean, yeah. That's because this you don't want to do this the work. This isn't a fan yeah. modder, and like, you know, my friend brought up, because I was talking to him last night, and he said, well, didn't they use AI to, like, scale stuff in one, uh, one of the Final Fantasy games? And I can't remember if it was, uh, I don't think it was um, Square, because Square actually went in and changed models, I think, in 9 and 8 and stuff. But, um... It depends on what you're doing it with. Like, if you're doing it with really detailed graphics, which GTA never had, like, it's pretty clear what the AI is going to draw out of it, right? Um, But when it comes to text and stuff, like, that's an easy thing to look at and go, it's not, like, we're not working in a fantasy aspect here. So, that's a lazy move. This is not a lazy move, but somebody's, like, people have been pointing out, like, well, it just shows you that there's no point of two copies and I hate to break it to you, but there was never a point of selling two copies other than make money. Yeah, the the, the cartridges are probably the same with a Switch flipped, so... I, I think originally they weren't. Um, like, in gold and silver, they definitely aren't because they have different sprites. But, like, we're past that now. That's not been the case for a long time. And, like, even if it was... Even if they were making separate copies. Like, in 3D model world, all the 3D models have to look the same. So it might have been even just a bigger waste of time had that been the case. So. Alright, what else you got? That's it for me. Alright, let's dig into this Xbox stuff. The first thing we're going to talk about is two new projects. Because I feel like every week, there's a new project coming out of Xbox. This one is Compulsion's Game. Uh, This is credit to Jez Corden over at Windows Central. He has details on Compulsion's new game. Uh, It's currently codenamed Midnight. Uh, Upcoming title is supposedly a third-person action game set in a dark and fantastical world. Some of the game's early concept artwork can be seen above. I have pictures of it. Uh, They represent the game's protagonist alongside warped harpy-like humanoids that appear to descend through various iterations of mutation. On the left, we can see what happened. What appears to be a harpy nest dwelling built atop a tree. Midnight is described as a coming-of-age tale drawing upon inspiration from America's Deep South. The game features magic and large fantastical beasts with a strong southern gothic vibe. The game is a wholly single-player experience with what has been described to me as a strong story. 
So that's Obsidian or uh, Compulsion's next game. Next up is Obsidian's Pentiment. What's uh, Compulsion? Compulsion was We Happy Few. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Pentiment is Obsidian's new game, uh, which refers to an underlying image in a painting, especially one that has become visible when the top layer of paint has been turned transparent with age. Uh, this comes from Grub. He mentions that this, that, uh, this game is taking cues from Disco Elysium and branching narrative designs Josh Sawyer is known for. You'll be able to investigate, make accusations against the characters in game, which could lead to cascading consequences if you're wrong. It'll be a dialogue-heavy game with decisions to make and response options to choose from, which will shape the experience as you unwrap the murder conspiracy before you. This is another uh, small team at Obsidian. I think 12 people working on this game. So there's your two new Xbox announced games. Well, not announced, but rumored games for the week. Now, let's do the part where everybody probably already knows the answer to this, but the 20th anniversary Xbox uh, celebration is on Monday, I believe at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Tons of rumors floating around about this. The biggest one being that Halo Infinite's multiplayer will drop uh, as kind of like a, I guess, 20th anniversary of Halo launching. Uh, I have heard that that has been pushed back a little bit, but still scheduled to come in November, so maybe they'll announce the date tomorrow. Or they may not say anything at all. Or it may not be true. It's just a rumor. Uh, The other piece of this is that a bunch of games have been showing up on the Xbox Live Marketplace. A bunch of backward compatible games are getting... Massive 500 megabyte updates over the weekend. So is backwards compatibility returning? Are back compat games getting FPS boost? Who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. But I do have a list of games that showed up on the marketplace. We got Dead or Alive 1, 2, and 3. Manhunt. Max Payne 1, 2, and 3. Oddworld Munch's Odyssey. Red Dead Revolver. Star Wars Clone Wars. And Episode 3. As well as Thrillville. So... Maybe we're getting more back compact games tomorrow. Um, I really hope that's there's more to that list, but um, you know, it's what is what it is. I'm not like upset. It's just one of those things where like, yeah, none of that's like my jam. But I, I I think the biggest thing I'd want from this is I would like those games to be real, and I would also like this program to start back up. You remember back in the day when we used to get like a drop a week? Dude. Oh. What a good move that was. Yeah, like, go back to that. Start dropping games. I'm going to say something, and it's it's just because of, I hate the fact that it's so expensive for a game that's not amazing. Put out Splatterhouse again, Namco. Oh, God, that 20-whatever. Because it has Splatterhouse 1, 2, and 3 in it. I like that. That 3D. Okay, one. but but it's not it's not the greatest game. No, ever, it's right? not a good game, so, but I liked it. I don't think it's a bad. You say that like it's not a good. I'm, I think it's a. It it's a very a mediocre good game. game. Like six point five, maybe a seven. But I, that game goes for like a hundred bucks used. Yeah, that game. I was and thinking that about game that is game. Not worth a hundred bucks. I was thinking about that game the other day, and I was like, man, I'd really like to play that. So let's get that back. And then the other one, and I know this is a very weird thing. I reviewed that game. But also from, did I say Capcom earlier? I meant Namco. Um, also from Namco, hey, how about we uh, re-list Soul Calibur 4? 
Yeah, with the the Star Wars. Yeah. Because as much as people hated Yoda and stuff, like I'm gonna be honest with you, Soul Calibur Four was pretty cool. Um, Soul Calibur Five can spin, um, but like Soul Calibur Four, there was some neat shit in that game, and uh, I would like that back. Even though I own it on 360 and PS3 in the limited editions. Dude, I'm reading my review for Splatterhouse. I can't believe I still have this. I could go look at this. I recommend renting if you are even remotely interested, but for hardcore fans of the genre. There's that line! Hardcore fans of the genre! There are plenty of better games to occupy the cash in your wallet this holiday. <laughs> I wonder, hold on, give me a second. I wonder how much I spent on my copy. Oh my god, I mentioned the pictures. The pictures oh, you man. collect in the game. Of the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. I wonder I if this review date is... did the music for that, and you might know him from the soundtrack of, like, Sonic and Knuckles. I don't... Like, the scores for these old reviews are gone because they were in a previous WordPress Build. template, so I don't know what the, what it was. I guess I could look it up on Metacritic. Wow, it was 2010 that game came out. It's 11 years old. Oh, does, do they have... And Howard Drossen was the... I was right. He was the composer. Um, yeah, you might know him from Sonic Spinball. Hold on. I, I think I can find my score on Metacritic. I want to know what I gave that game. Am I on here? Am I on here? There I am. I gave it a 6 out of 10. That's not about That's about right. Like yep. 6, 7. I reviewed it December 21st of 2010. Wow. Wow. God bless it. My my quote on Metacritic is Splatterhouse is the kind of game that simply falls victim to its troubled development cycle. But that might be the most generic statement. <laughs> Dude, I think about this. That is 11 years ago that I wrote I that. I know. Oh, shit. Yeah, I want to play that game again. I, I know it's not a great game, but I, I do want to play it again. Alright, I got an email from Antonio. It says... Sup, fellas, I've been enjoying GTA 3 despite some issues and looking forward to finally beating the game after 20 years. I've also been playing Mafia Definitive Edition, courtesy of PlayStation Now, and that is a really great game. But to, side note, I my PlayStation Now is expiring today. I am not renewing. I did not use it the entire year I had it. <laughs> That's my comment, not his, by the way. Uh, He says, in lieu of Forza Horizon success, racing games can seem niche, but some do really well. The best-selling first-party games on the first three PlayStation consoles are all Gran Turismo games. GT6 stumbled hard due to its releasing on PS3 after the PS4 dropped. GT6 has the lowest sales in the series, with just over 5 million copies sold. I believe Drive Club was the reason why Sony felt like a PS4 port of GT6 wasn't needed. Luckily, they're not making that mistake with GT7. By the way, Sport has a little over 8 million copies sold, which is really good despite the lackluster reception it got. I'm excited as hell for 7, and and it should do really well. I also hope the next Forza Motorsport is shaping up well, because the last one wasn't all that great, and basically become the number 2 racer out of Playground games. Actually, Motorsport's made by Turn 10, not Playground. Two different teams. Um, To kind of piggyback on his racing conversation, uh, the second episode of the Digital Foundry Retro for Ridge Racer went up this week. I highly recommend watching that. 
They go through the second decade of Ridge Racer, which includes the PSP games, the 360 and the PS3 version of Ridge Racer 6 and 7. I was watching that right before we started recording. It's uh, it's very good, and it makes me really, really wish there was a way to easily play you know, Ridge Racers and Ridge Racer 6 and 7, because you need those consoles to play those games. I, funny you mentioned that. Don't ask me why it's jumped. Um, but uh, when we were talking about the Xbox earlier, I forgot to mention, the original Xbox, to me, reminds me of the PSP. Because it felt like a tool that more tech, technologically savvy people were interested in because of all the things you could do with it. Yeah, it had the LAN port in the back. It had well, a built-in that, hard drive. Yeah, but you could, like... Like, the people I knew that had one, like... Like, there was a teacher at my school who said he had one. And, like, he just filled it with, like, emulators and stuff. Yeah, I have because an Xbox. I have an Xbox in my closet that if you boot it up, it boots to like a like a uh, emulator menu, and you can basically just sideload anything you want onto it. Yeah, so like that was that was the thing that I forgot to mention earlier. It's like that was the neat part about it. it was like you couldn't do this shit with a PS2. Yeah. Uh, his last note says, on a food-related note, I cut up some hot dogs and threw them into a small pot with some bushes baked beans. I have to say, that will never not taste good to me. So basic, but extremely filling. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I'm not a bean person, but, like, sausage makes more sense. Hot dogs, I don't know. Jesus Depends Christ. on the hot dog, I suppose. I feel so old right now. The Offspring just tweeted that Conspiracy of One is 21 years old today. Goddamn. I remember driving to work listening to that album. Jesus Christ. The rolled. Man. Fuck. <laughs> I have got... I, it doesn't help that the Nevermind's 30th anniversary was this past week, too. 30th. 30 fucking years. Older than me. I remember buying that album when it came out. Holy shit. That was actually something I was thinking about getting myself for Christmas was, um, or my wife wanted to get it for me for Christmas was the 30th anniversary release of that. Of Nevermind. I think it comes with like a DVD with a bunch of like never before seen live shows and stuff. 30 years, though, man. God damn. Anyway. I can't think of Bush's Baked Beans without thinking about that commercial with the dog. You ever seen that commercial? No, because I don't think we sell Bush's Baked Beans up here. Okay. Look up Bush's Baked Bean dog commercial. Uh, Like That thing was on TV like every five seconds. All right. I'm all over to the Twitter... Uh, Real Shogun Beat says, rumor has it that we might be playing Halo tomorrow. Yeah, that's the rumor. Guess we'll find, okay. find out Before tomorrow. Before someone inevitably corrects me, they do sell b- 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 Bush's Baked Beans up here, apparently. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so far, reviews for Battlefield 2042 are all negative, but I'm not sure if people are just complaining. But my experience has been very good. Series X, the game is fun, and I really wish reviewers would judge the game based off the package, not what you wished it would have been. I, I haven't played anything outside of the beta, so I don't know. But yeah, you're right. The The reception around it is sounds pretty bad. But then again, it's only multiplayer, so I won't touch it. 
Like the, I, I think I, I get the, I get the point, and I agree to a certain extent where it's like, yeah, you have to judge it off of what it is, not what it isn't. But at the same time, like that is on the fault of previous outings from the same company. Like, Black Ops 4, you know, didn't get the same critical reception as Black Ops 2 and 1, 3 was a weird thing. Have they made Um, 4? Sorry? Have they made 4 Black Ops? I thought there was only 3. Ahaha! There's 3 Black Ops games, and then there's 4, which was the multiplayer only one. That's Cold War? No. Black Ops 1 and 2 on 360. Black Ops 3 was the weird zombie one. What's Black Ops? You go through... What's Black Cold Ops War? 4 is multiplayer only. What is Cold War that... then? Is that 5? Cold War is Cold War is the beginning of the Black Ops series. No, no, sorry. Cold War is the newest one in the Black Ops series. Uh, World at War was the first in the Black Ops series. I can't follow this shit anymore. Was it Call Black of Ops Duty? Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare Two. Twenty eighteen. Call of Duty Black Ops Four was twenty eighteen. Okay, if I believe you, I do not doubt you. I just don't remember it, half of this shit. Do you remember the fact that they wrote four as four vertical lines rather than the IV Roman numerals? Maybe. Yeah. Call of Duty's fucking crazy to me anymore. And then Cold War was last year's entry into that. Okay, so that's like technically the fifth Black Ops game. Uh, No. But it's Black Ops Cold War. How is it not a Black Ops game? I suppose, yes, but it World at War is the first one, so it's actually like the fifth entry. You mean sixth? Sixth entry? Yeah, (laughs) fucking. I don't know, man. It's all. And then there's that shitty. PlayStation Vita one that I didn't even see fucking here. Declassified. There it is. Alright. John writes in and says, hey guys, we just got through our Halloween candy at my house and I, as a 40-year-old man, just realized that I don't like Kit Kats very much. I know this is a strange... This is strange to discover later in life and have you had a similar experience with any kind of food? Huh. Um, trying to think of a food that I realized that I don't like. Even though I told myself I liked it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, probably the closest thing to to me for that is probably eggs. And, and I'll still eat eggs. But like... I won't go out of my way to eat eggs. And I used to. I used to be like, you know, let's go get some breakfast, have some scrambled eggs, some toast, you know, some bacon. But now, like, I don't I don't ever order eggs. So maybe I don't like them? I, I don't... I know, I know part of it is is that recipes have changed and it's always hit and miss anyways. Um, less of, I guess, a specific food, but... One day I just went... I don't really like McDonald's. Well, I mean, well, less, you know, I less. used to. I think. <laughs> well, I th- it was different. But, like it used to taste it was, different. It was. 
Um, but I also think they're just their quality standards have dropped immensely. Well, there is that too, but I also do think it's the ingredients. I do think that they, like the only thing that's been good at McDonald's since the beginning of time is the Coke and the fries. Yeah, I don't even agree with that. That's really? where we're at. Like, I just was like, yeah, this, these Cokes don't taste the same. Like nothing is as good as it used to be here. I can tell you that McDonald's cheeseburgers used to be the most delicious fucking thing on the planet, and now they taste like just fucking dirt. Um, their fries... I can always eat their fries. I'll tell you why I can't eat their fries. Uh, they are... I swear to God, like, the last couple times I've had fries, they just weren't very good. Um, now, I know that, like, they aren't cooked in the same grease. I don't need to hear that from people. But I found that as of late, they their answer to making good fries is not heat and not like making sure they're fresh, but just to salt the absolute fuck out of them. And I'm just like, I don't like these anymore. Like they just don't taste right. Like I know that some people, I know I'm pretty sure you don't like them, Ken. Uh, Wendy's fries. They just um, changed those. But any sorry, they just changed those. You know, yeah, I haven't had the new ones, but like they. All the all the other fries from everywhere else I would rather have than McDonald's fries at this point. And that was not the case always. Um And it's just like, yeah, I've just over time I've just been like Yeah, this isn't this isn't for me. Like I used to like their junior chickens and then I was just like, I these are fucking chores to eat. Um I will say this, and this is the only compliment I'll give McDonald's. Those fight fucking spicy nuggets are really goddamn good. That's it. That's the only compliment. I don't. They're I not don't like have... the best food ever, but like, in far, I was surprised at how much kick they had for what they were. I can't. I can't eat anything. I can't eat anything McDonald's except for the fries. Like I've tried yeah, like everything there, and I just I can't eat it. It just feels like eating sawdust, it's which so, might actually be more pleasurable. It's so disgusting. Like all fast food has been trash. To me lately, but McDonald's is like upper echelon yeah. of trash. Yeah, um, and and like I know I criticize their burgers, but at least with the, going to like Five Guys, I knew it was real food. Yeah, you know, so like I never felt like I was. It, it never felt like a slog to eat through. Like I didn't halfway through suddenly feel like my heart had stopped beating <laughs> and like I was going to die eating this meal. Um, it, it, it yeah, um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other things, though, like actual foods that I just over time have been like, I don't know if I like these. Um, I think I'm pretty picky, so it really doesn't matter because I'm kind of forced to eat what I eat anyways. Um, Yeah, I can only specifically think of places I just don't go anymore. I know I don't like Popeye's chicken. That's about it. Oh, man. I don't know if you've seen the story floating around about Popeye's chicken, but... Nobody should ever eat at that place. Why would you say that? My wife sent me this thing about this like delivery guy that showed up one morning, like was delivering stuff and turned on the lights, and just like a hundred rats went running. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure we have different health standards up here, but well, I mean, we have pretty good health standards down here too. Yeah, but... You say that, but <laughs> I know I know enough about the U.S. for. Like, I will never, ever... 
No. Um, but yeah, like I just honestly, I think it's pretty. They're pretty far gone. At, uh, um, God, I'm just trying to think of candy now. Um, Milky Way. I don't think I like a Milky Way. I don't. Give me a second. Is that the one that Milky Way? I like a uh, Snickers. I don't like a Milky Way. Is this what is the equivalent of a Mars? Yeah, so this is what a Mars bar is in Canada. Um, Drew and I were having this conversation. Okay. Um, Mars, for anyone that's Canadian, is based or, or American. It, it's the nougat and the caramel on the chocolate. Um, I love Mars bars. I don't know how Milky Way tastes. Totally understand not liking Kit Kat. Kit Kat chunkies were that for me. I guess like that's just too much cookie stuff in the middle. I'm trying to think um, if there's actually a candy bar that I like. Reese's is the bomb. That's the goat. Clearly, see, I'll be honest. I don't like normal Reese's peanut butter cups anymore. Oh, I love them absolutely because I just feel like they they don't they don't stay consistent enough from bar to bar or package to package or whatever. Um. I like the the mega like the king size cups with the Reese's pieces inside. Oh no, I don't. Those ain't my jam. Well, the the, I, the the candy coating of Reese's pieces make it crunchy, but it also is the perfect amount of like consistency across the board. Um, I give you the most underrated candy bar for me, the one that I love and I don't ever think about except for when my wife brings me one. Is it whatchamacallit? I don't think we have those in Canada. Oh, they're so good. So good. I love those. I love Reese's. Snickers, I'll eat. It's not something I, I, I sneak, you know, go after, but I'll eat one. I like Kit Kats. I like M&M's. Crunchy. I'm sorry, uh, plain and peanut. I don't care for the pretzel ones. I don't even think we have the pretzel ones in Canada anymore. I mean, I, I don't think they're great. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that they make of those. Peanut butter. I don't care for the peanut butter ones, which is funny because I peanut love butter peanut butter. Weird. Yeah, there's just something about them that didn't taste right. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of flavors of chips because that's usually where I'm more at. Um, I'll eat about any chip, truthfully. I don't think there's a chip that. I mean, salt and vinegar is probably my least favorite, but I still eat it. I'll eat green onion, sour cream and onion, cheddar cheese and onion. Like any brand of Doritos I'll eat. Funyuns, Cheetos. Oh my god. Um I mean you get fatter the more you say. I'm even I'm even more picky <laughs> than that. Um like chips don't bother me. Like chip is a chip. So Canadian Smarties. Which are not the same as American Smarties because ours are a chocolate confectionery candy. Yeah, there ain't no chocolate rather. in the Smarties down here. Yeah, th- those are we call uh, the rest of the world calls those rockets, and for some reason America called it Smarties, so they don't get the other Smarties. Um, I would it is the reverse where I used to think I was like I don't really like these, but I kind of like Smarties now. But now, of course, they're just not as common as I, I feel they were when I was a kid. Um. I have to look for like Canadian candy bars because fuck if I can think of. Um, oh, here's one, crispy crunch. 
The hell's a you crispy have crunch? I've never heard of this. Okay, so it's a Cadbury chocolate bar. Um, let's see. I have to figure out what's inside it because I can't remember. I think it's toffee. Um, god damn it. Sorry, this is not the website. Um, anyway, it's a it's a Cadbury chocolate bar. I don't know if um crispy peanut butter flake inside of it. Crispy crunch. I'm looking at it now. Hard yeah. chocolate bar with a crispy peanut butter flake, and this looks like a Butterfinger. It, it's similar to a Butterfinger, but a Butterfinger, I think, is a better chocolate bar. The problem I have with Butterfingers, butter, but like the problem I have with Butterfinger is what the problem you have with Reese's is. Butterfingers are inconsistent as all hell. Like when the they're soft, crunch. when they're soft, like Butterfingers are delicious. When they're hard, like to the hard to the point where they're hard to bite. They're not any good. And the okay, problem is, so this, you never know. So, so then I've just been lucky with my Butterfingers because Crispy Crunch, man, I do not want to be picking shit out of my teeth for the next 40 minutes. You'll do that with a Butterfinger regardless. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it's the same issue. Um, I fucking loved Crispy Crunch at one point in time, but then the more, like, at one point I just went, I'm done with these. These are awful. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I'm just looking at other stuff that we have up here. I mean, literally, the Amazon description says, if you like Butterfinger, you'll love Crispy Crunch. Oh, fuck it, and there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those are ones that I used to... I used to love those. Uh, O'Henry, uh, chocolate O'Henry. Yeah, I know what O'Henry. an O'Henry bar is. Um, uh, peanut butter O'Henry. I loved those at one point in time. Now I'm like, just regular O'Henry, thank you. Um, and peanut butter... Kit Kats. I like peanut butter Twix. Peanut butter Twix. I don't. Peanut I don't butter know Twix those. are the bomb, man. Those are so. No. But you can't find um, them anywhere. Peanut butter Kit Kat were like the chunky Kit Kats, but instead of another layer of crushed up Kit Kat bars that didn't make the process or whatever, um, it was like a layer of peanut butter, and I love them. Like my fa- my my parents bought me a box of them once. Like, I love them when they had, like, a green packaging on them. And then they brought them back, and I was having them again. And I had, like, a couple, and I'm like, I don't think I like these anymore. <laughs> now, it could have changed recipe. That's totally possible. But uh, I have not had one since that. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. Oh, well, there you go. All right, that's all the tweets that I have. That's all the emails that I have. And that's all that I have for this week. It is um, it's an exciting week. The Xbox 20th anniversary, hopefully. so hopefully we get some cool news. Yeah. Um, bah, bah, bah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, the site, uh, the podcast is at M4G Podcast. The site is at ZTGD Content. You can follow me at ZTGD and Anthony at Complacent Robot. Check out Phoenix Down. They're working their way through Yakuza 3 right now. Let's go give that a listen. I'm excited for them to get to Death Stranding. I really am. Me too. Oh man, Death Stranding such a good game. It's so crazy to, like, to, to, to say that out loud, but yeah. Oh, that was the other 20th anniversary this week was Metal Gear Solid 2. Ah, uh, yes, and, and, and to celebrate, Konami took them down. <laughs> yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. <laughs> to be fair, that, that's one of those ones where I'm like, I, I get it. Like... I'm pretty sure they would rather make money, but like they have to take it down because they haven't reached an agreement for the footage. Yeah, a lot of people are out there like this will never happen. I'm like, okay, 
yeah, it's one of those ones where I'm like, as much as it sucks, it's a little bit different than, you know, taking down a product to put up an inferior version. Yeah. Just so everybody knows my stance, it's like a very different scenario. Oh, 100%. I, I get the people, like, I still get sick of, I, I hate those people that are like, this is about physical rules. I'm like, oh, God damn it. This is cool. You have the disc. I'm so proud of yeah. you. Yeah. This is why physical rules, and then you look up a copy of, like, anything right now, and it's super high and not worth the... A hundred dollars for a copy of Splatterhouse, anybody? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Metal Gear. I have all those discs, by the way. They're sitting in a box. Well, so do I. I have, I have the box set that is the PS2 box set, um, and it's got like a DVD case for Metal Gear Solid 1. So what they do is I think in the manual they will outright tell you Merrill's codec, but on the back of the box entirely is the that picture for Metal Gear Solid 1. It's really jarring because the other two are like action shots. Oh, good news. So it's only it's only not a 10 bucks for a full copy of Metal Gear Solid 2. Don't worry everybody. I don't I just I don't understand the point in that. That's that's no different than any other shit out there. It's like, oh, yeah, this is why this is better. Like, that does not solve the problem. That does not help. That does not help with the issue. Like, you out here toting physical... You know, <laughs> people out are like, this is why physical is better. How much is a copy of, um, like, uh, Chrono Trigger in the box? Hold on, I will, I will give you that. But I can play um, it. Right? Hold on, let me see. <clears throat> Complete, holy shit. Yeah. Complete in box is $811. Physical rules! And 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 even if you're like, well, okay, I'll get the DS, DS version then. 100 bucks, bud. Or $67 for just the cartridge. My point to all of this is, there's something shitty about everything. So don't champion your way over another way. It does not matter. It does not help the situation. Yes, it sucks when a game is removed digitally, but it is not the end of the world. So calm down, Chicken Little, and fuck off. Also, funny that they say physical rules. Um, yeah, ask the people that bought the Doom collection for Switch from uh, Limited Run about that. <laughs> <laughs> ask people yeah. who have PlayStation Twos that can't read blue discs. Yeah, physical rules. Anyway. That's it for the show. I'll never this week. be able to play the thing again. That game's pretty right. good, by the way. It's all right. It's the, all the right. PS2 that, 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 speaking good. of games, speaking of games that to review, you shouldn't just play the first level. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Because that that game definitely degrades in quality the further you go in. Sure, but have you ever played the Xbox version? Oh boy, that's a train wreck. Oh no, I didn't even know there was an Xbox Yeah, there's an Xbox version, and for some reason that version is just a train wreck. And I don't understand how that happened, but whatever. Anyway, that's it for this week. Tune in next week for more video games. We're getting close to that big Game of the Year episode, so that should be fun. And then, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do some backlog, play some video games. They're fun. That's it for us. We're out here. Peace. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Epic fail.